Here we go. It's the Hotbox Podcast. E-Rock is in the building. And um, can we get like the full room real quick? No, no, no. no I'm, I'm just a part of the bit. All right, we'll do Let's it. Let's restart that. All right, ready? Here we go. It's the Hotbox Podcast. E-Rock in the building. And um, I don't know. Uh, Kev is, uh, he's in Paris, I think. Travis, Kevin Paris? Yeah, Kev's not here unless he's a ghost. <laughs> he's he's not here. So, but it's all good. We got a new episode. It's Tuesday or I don't know what day it is, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I know we've been a little off schedule. Um I just moved into a house and uh let me tell you, it is one of the most stressful things to just literally go through all your stuff and realize everything that you've owned for the last like I don't know how long. I mean, Jesus, we're talking like literally 14 years of me being out the house or whatever. Like, you know, it's just stressful. Moving is not fun. So uh, it has been, you know, affecting like, you know, the release schedule a little bit. But we're going to get back on time and, uh, you know, we're going to start try to start with this week's episode. Guab Dad is on the show today. Let's get it popping. It's the Hotbox Podcast, E-Rock and um, Box Kev or the Ghost of Box Kev. <laughs> Let's get it. Guap dead on the Hotbox podcast right now. So, what's your favorite thing to do in Vegas ever? Um, and, and don't hold back, man. For a while, it was identity theft. <laughs> Vegas was so open for fraud. Oh my god, oh it was my so god. open for fraud. Yeah, I gotta hold. I, I gotta hide my wallet real quick. I just got my driver's license today. I'm retired. Man. I'm retired. I'm retired. I'm retired. But still, don't let me see it. But I'm retired. <laughs> but. uh yeah, I used to stay out here in Henderson. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I never knew that. I used to live in Henderson. And you I learn something here. new every day. Yeah, I was out here pimping and doing fraud. Yeah, wholesome. Going to the gym. Going to the gym. I do charity and shit. Now I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> You're the community boy now, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Now I tip on the, on the bill when it's my own money. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that, that's a Vegas must. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to take trust. care of those that take care of you. You yeah. know what I mean? I love Vegas, though. I mean, now, because there was a time in my life where it was so traumatic for me to come back to Vegas, I couldn't even stomach it. Really? Why is that? Oh, I got heartbroken out here. I got heartbroken. Heartbroken? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, oh, like a love God. interest out here or something Man, like that? I was, out, I was out here, and I had to see. I had to go through it. I had, mm. to, I had to I had to be the bitch ass now. We all go through it, man. Yeah. We all go through it, man. Oh, yeah. I've been through it before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, mean, I remember I was heartbroken one time and you know, E40 has this joke. And I remember when I went through it and I broke up with like this uh like my high school sweetheart back in the day. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know, I was a weenie. And then Forty called me out one day, called me and was like, yo, man, I ain't seen you at the studio, I ain't seen you out. What's What's going on with you? He said, "Man, I'm I'm going through a heartbreak right now." He said, "Man, you better." He said, "You better get your ass out in that sea. You got more fish to fry, my brother." <laughs> I was like, "All right, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." But then he was like, "But why are you so sad?" And so we got this this running joke. So if you see E40, you can say, "Yo, E Rock told me to tell you, but I known her my whole life." <laughs> and I remember I said that to him. I was like. Man, I'm heartbroken because I've known her my whole life. And he was like, man, shut the fuck up, man. Get your weenie ass up, man. <laughs> so, yo, I, I, I get it, man. I've been there before, man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, 
I mean, it was tough for me to go back to Daily City at that point. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I already know what you was fucking with. You <laughs> <laughs> was in Daily City. I already know what you was fucking with. Uh, she was crazy. Huh? Yeah, she was crazy, man. Yeah. She robbed me, too, man. She uh, she made me feel like... Um, oh, that's such a turn. And I've told this story on Twitch before, so it's no secret. But uh, I remember she broke up with me after she had told me, oh, I'm going to get my own apartment because I want to be closer to school. Okay, cool. I was like 22 at the time. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Get your own apartment. It's, you know, it's fine. I'll come visit, you know, with the dog and this and that. But then the crazy thing is, throughout that time when she got the apartment and she moved in there, she was like, yo, I'm going to take the uh, the dining table. Is that cool? Yo, I'm, I'm going to take the... I'm going to take the couch. I'm going to take some of the pots and pans. Yo, I'm going to take some of this. I'm going to take some of that. I was left with damn near nothing in my house. And then after that, she was like, all right, this ain't working no more. She what? scammed me. Uh-oh. And I moved all that shit into her house. Oh, that's smart back then, man. But you know what, man? Let's keep this, this this conversation going. Now that the pandemic is somewhat winding down, how does it feel to be back in front of your fans again, like in real life. Man, it feels amazing. And, and I just got off this Wale tour. We we play, you know what I'm saying, every House of Blues size venue or bigger in the country sold out. Amazing. Right? And this was the first time because of that tour where I could post a tour flyer and the algorithm love it. Cause you know, say Wale on it is clickbait. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, look at this. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Give People, yourself some credit, man. I mean, uh, true. I, I, but it's for my you own. You got status, brother. Come yeah, on, I've seen you grow. Also, my, my status is very particular. My growth is not linear. Cause I- Explain that real quick. Um, I mean, on average, a motherfucker would do a certain like do a certain amount of work to get to a certain place Mm -hmm. and by that certain amount of work all the entry level all the prerequisites all like the early music theory all like i wrote this many songs to be this good i skipped hella steps because i went viral for one and two naturally Mm -hmm. i'm good enough to keep up if i'm just placed in the environment that doesn't necessarily mean that i have done the work to get there i'm just good enough to adapt you know so that could be a crutch never so, seen it that way so w- w- things in my career have happened out of order okay you know and, and that's would, why would you credit that linear. to being to being one of those artists that do go viral yeah yeah you know I'm, I mean? I'm 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 i exist as a new entity in, in the culture people people like me um are are new because i can be on any side of the spectrum of this that i want I could take it on one and just, yeah, I mean, it is. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily uh, merit the same, like, uh, uh, tangibility uh, for, like, people can't grasp that all the time. So posts, flyers, different things. A motherfucker might see me post something and only be attracted to that one side of me. So they only care about when I post this or whatever. Because Wale does not have that stigma and he had a more linear career and it is now 15 years in and is where he's at, you know what I'm saying? That nigga is more clickbait than I am in that way. Okay. Which is why I said that. And because of that, all my fans have seen that I'm on tour. They watch the posts, they see the flyers. And this was my first time like really gauging what I could really do from a touring standpoint because I never actually knew. So this was like your first like real 
massive tour yeah this like this is definitely the biggest one i mean we we i definitely played bigger rooms in europe with denzel mm -hmm. but that's europe okay you know mm -hmm. that don't that's europe <laughs> um so th this is my first one in america at this scale with an artist of this magnitude it was amazing on top of just being able to have more access to people that knew me I got access to all these people that love Wale. And if you love Wale, that means you fucking listening. And as the person, uh, the way that I rap, I need people to listen, mm -hmm. you know? Because mm -hmm. shit go over your head sometimes. I'm too witty for my own good. You got game. I be trying. That's that Bay Area shit right there. Hey, I be trying. <laughs> That's that Bay Area shit. I be, I be shit. trying, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes the sauce just start oozing out my pores a little bit too potently. And I, I just <laughs> slip and then end up in a deep, dark whole of this game uh recently you did filipino heritage night for uh the la clippers that had to be incredible tell me more about that real quick man when we got the opportunity i was stunned i was like damn <laughs> i mean you performed at halftime yeah it was for a half, packed house it was halftime and it was crazy too because it didn't as a person who don't i don't really give a fuck about sports you know like that it i was trying to embrace the opportunity like I know it's big, but I didn't already have a image in my mind to like set the precedent mm -hmm. because I never thought about that. Like I never seen myself performing at a halftime because so that was I, your I'm, first I don't one. watch sports. So mm -hmm. I've been to games, a whole yeah. bunch of games. My brother Vaughn is a nigga that run the company for the people that flip off the trampoline and dunk was that where you I got your back time. flip and front flip like yeah, yeah, yeah that's literally how i know how to front flip up shit's my brother fine right yeah so i'd have been to hell of games it's just as a person i had no type of goal to set for myself because i didn't know the pressure or how important halftime was to people who watch sports mm -hmm. at the game in the moment looking up twenty thousand people sold out at the crypto arena it hit me and I just had the biggest smile on my face because I was like, oh, shit, this is tight as fuck. What the hell? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a big nah. deal. I was smiling. I was juiced because I like attention. Attention make me horny. Oh, man. I mean, you're from the Bay Area. Yes. So were, uh, were people from back home giving you shit because you were doing something for the Clippers? Hey, man. Because, you know, was, Warrior it fans was crazy <laughs> like that. It was Bay niggas at the game. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was a few people from the bay at the game and they came up like i ain't never seen you do this for the warriors <laughs> uh -oh. i mean warrior fans like yo they, like, they, they, they're a, a loyal pack no he had the golden you know state saying? shirt on and everything and he walked up he said i know it's for that bag dog. were they even playing golden state that night no nah, they played see that's how loyal golden state warrior fans are it's crazy yeah they go they, they'll go to a game that the warriors ain't got a, he was at ain't got nothing arena. to do with put <laughs> a curry jersey on <laughs> i know because i've done it yeah you know what i mean no, nah, yeah. he, he had his full go, Golden State uh, shirt on. And he was like, I, yeah, I know it was for that bag, but. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. Like, what do you want from me, dog? Shout out Roslyn one time. Man, Ros. That's our sister right Ros there. Ros is the GOAT. And she is the GOAT. Gem, a queen, a connector, a marketing genius, a beautiful spirit. I love I love Roslyn, Roslyn. man. Roslyn's done so much for me. I've learned so much from her. 
And, uh, you know, I can't wait to actually, you know, this is actually the first Filipino Heritage Night that they did in L.A. that I that I didn't take part in because now I live here in Vegas. Yeah. You know, before. You got to do a Vegas one. Come I know. On. You know, I'm trying to work on it, man. I'm trying to work we on gotta it. We got to do a Vegas one. I'm out here planting the seeds right now, you know. I know people are noticing now more than ever how important it is for people to know and understand that you are half Filipino. Yeah. Why is that so important to you? Um, I'm trying to catch people up to what is my actual life is, how I live, how I really talk, how I really like the things that matter to me the most. So to just expose this part of myself is something that I always wanted to talk about. And, you know, honestly, it started off as just like the the biracial thing. You know how they roast uh, mixed niggas and say yeah mixed people always gotta remind you that they mix but for <laughs> but for real though it's like a culture you you wanna grab onto that shit so bad you know what I'm saying cause it's a part of you that could get neglected especially when you mix with black and black culture is so powerful oh, oh, it's like so much magic in it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying people don't wanna pay attention to that other shit in themselves but this is something that can add it to me it's, it, you come to my house I I Got hella Filipino shit. My broom mm-hmm. Filipino rice. Do you have the full kitchen of food? Do you offer somebody? Hey, yo, have you ate yet? <laughs> I mean, but I, I do that as a person. Though. Yeah. Ask friend anywhere we go. Like I'm feeding niggas. I'm feeding the team. I love that. You know, I mean, that's a big part of our culture is just to make sure that food. That yeah, that, food. That you know, more. and make sure that like yo, if someone comes into your house, yeah. Not only do you got to take your shoes off at the front door, mm-hmm. but we're going to make sure that you walk away full. No, actually, ask friend. This time I was like, bro, I've been feeling bad every time you come to L.A. Like, man, I be having, it should be too much going on. My living room ain't clean. <laughs> this time I, I was like, no, we busting it down. Come on, I got incense lit, floor. Got the Wally. We smoking. What you want? You know what I'm saying? Come on, it's going good. It's going good. So, uh I mean, but hospitality should be a, a social norm, but I probably could attribute that to my Filipino side for sure. That, I mean, but my both my grand, it's really grandma culture for real. What we talking 100%. about? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's just grandma game. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. I mean, shit. For me, it's like, like I said, like yo, Filipinos will make sure that yo, if you walk into the house, you're gonna walk away full. Yeah. And I was a fat little kid when I was growing up. <laughs> for real, like yo, and you had to finish your rice. Oh. What, what, what's one crazy thing that your grandma used to tell you if you didn't finish your rice? I'll tell you one thing that, that my I grandma used to tell First of all, my granny was mean, <laughs> and I was the first grandson. I got all the punishment. Nigga, if I ain't finished my rice, I had to kneel on it. Uncooked rice. Really? Y'all ain't had Did the Filipino really? punishments. I had the Yo, Filipino punishments. The kneeling but, shit yeah, is crazy. I done held the warm pot of water like this. Yeah, no, I had You warm, had to hold that I had a warm pot bucket. of water. And mind you, this shit. It's so room temperature, right? But you a kid, so you like, yeah. it's burning my head. <laughs> my grandma was not inflicting third degree burn. That shit. It, I'm just holding the shit, just like trying yeah. to keep it up. Do we have new music on the horizon that you're going to be touring again? Is there another tour in the works? or I'm ready. I'm seasoned for the shit. My- <laughs> You've been through it. I mean, if but, you can say that, it's like, yo, once you get on it, you want to get off. But once yeah. you get off, yo, you ready to hit the road again? Like, oh, I'm ready. Man, cause I you like know? I like rapping, I like performing, I like getting rawer at the shit. 
I like building it up for me. So I I want to go out, but I am dropping a lot of new music. I'm I got a colors episode coming out that is oh, nice. so player. I'm so really dope. I'm doing a lot of world building. I'm bringing okay. I'm bringing people into into my uh my my uh my audio cinematic universe. <laughs> your, your, your mind, my pretty ACU, much. yeah, yeah. The Guap Cinematic Universe. I, I I am trimming the fat and making the brand. I need bands. What made you take that LL Cool J sample? I need love and flip it into what you did with I Need Bands. How did that record come together? What was the inspiration? Man, I, I remember um, I was I, w I was talking to this uh, this the kid I produced it with, Link Up, years ago. This song, this beat is, this song is it's fire. five years old or some shit. It's four, five years old? Four, oh, wow. Four years old. Get out of here. Yeah, no like way. whenever I first met Drake is when I like, this song was already a year old. When I had made it, like uh, I made it way before, like two years before I even moved to LA. It's like so. Five. It's like 2022. So this thing was done in like I just was feeling like you know what I love money more than I love these hoes. So I don't need love. <laughs> I simple. need bands because I was like I don't know, but the LL Cool J shit was just ringing in my head, and then I hit him and we flipped it. He had produced like the base of it, sent me the session. Mm -hmm. Then I got the chords from that and then like added the little switch up in the middle and it just was that. I mean, to take that record though, because I know a lot of people have tried to attempt to make that record what you have accomplished with it. Like that has Thank to take you. a lot of Thank a lot of confidence. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you're taking brand, a home though. run and you make it into a grand slam. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what we talk about. Yeah, right now. And, and the shit is going up too. I'm happy that people received it in that way. But honestly, I knew it was that good because this is the song that Drake wanted to get on. Really? So, oh. Yeah. And how come that didn't that? Why, why didn't we see that? I don't know. Y'all post this and ask that nigga because. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I waited. Did he, did, I know. Did he I need bands? Because we long. need answers. I you waited way too long. He didn't need no bands for me. That nigga don't need. <laughs> hey, he don't need no one's bands. Yeah. He got all the bands in the world. Right, right, right. But that's my dog, though. Shout out, shout out to Drizzy. That's my dog. I, I remember, and I know we talked about this in our last interview. I remember when um, the first time that 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 I really dove down the uh, the Guap Dad Four Thousand Rabbit Hole was when. Uh, Drake came to San Francisco and did that mm -hmm. New Year's. I, I don't know. I mean, I would. Say, I, I don't even know if you want to call it a party because I heard like <laughs> he literally got paid uh, an amazing amount of money to walk in for like five minutes and then walk right out. Yeah, it was supposed to be just a little kick it, and he pulled up, and it was actually at City Hall. Yeah, it was not intimate, and it was niggas in sections lined up like Wakanda. Like it was. It was really ridiculous. We're going to talk about this uh, cheap. Tell yeah. me about that, man. And what what kind of game are we spitting? What is this record about real quick? Man, cheap is a is a bona fide Bay Area WAP produced by my boy Remedy. He also did some writing on it with me. Mm -hmm. And it is a scammer's tale. It's basically a scammer's me. tale. It's, it's all these new scammers popped up of, around EDD and they're not real scammers like they weren't in the trenches really doing this. So um, it's kind of like my message to them, kind of reflecting on my past, like I was really doing this way before EDD. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy, though. The stories that are popping up and stuff, like, you know, people 
uh, you know, pulling out these uh, these relief loans and yeah, then like hey, oh you know getting God. caught. You man, I, I just mean? seen the girl who uh, spent her shit on the hit man, and then they what? caught the hit man. Yeah, they caught him. and they, they traced the money the hit, back man. to they the government. Man, pretty much. Man, I don't. They just she was stupid. That's crazy. Yeah. People did. It, that's what happened though when stupid people get access to money that they never would have had in the first place. That was the problem with EDD and why it plagued the black community because a lot of these people aren't financially literate enough for them to even be able to maneuver with lump sums like that. We talk about niggas who hustled all their life and never had more than $10,000 in their pocket at a WAP. And then all of a sudden, it's so easy for you to be 60K up and go to Rodeo and get a Frenchie that you don't know how to train. It's finna shit everywhere <laughs> and buy all these Amiris that you finna outgrow because that length and how you gaining weight. Then when you don't, can't afford to it, you might end up with perks and they gonna skinny you out. Now, them pants is the only thing that you got left because all your Celine hoodies dirty. <laughs> Yo, since since we're on the subject of ADD loans, man, what's one of the the biggest lessons you learned from the pandemic? Other than, well, I know you were big on cooking. Yeah, I still need to come to the crib because yeah. you you was telling me that your salmon is like fire. But what are some of the other things and other lessons that you learned, like while we were all in the house? Man, um, I got to be mindful of how my actions that I think are benefits or pluses for me can be negative to those around me. I had to learn um, how to regulate myself as an adult with ADHD. I had to learn um, how to have more difficult conversations as a businessman. Wow. Um, I also... Like what kind of difficult conversations would everything. you say? You don't have to dive into details, but everything. Like I'm trying to, I be trying to. Soon as somebody say something that make me uncomfortable, yeah. If it's past the limit, I'm speaking immediately. If as I'm you should, it up. Mm -hmm. as because you should. I, uh, I'm often so, I'm often too aware of the bigger picture, which causes me to not care about a uh, situational disinterest uh or things not aligning between certain parties because i realized that later on we are, will still end up in the same place yeah but that's not a natural way of thinking because i'm not caring about that person in the moment mm. i only care about where i feel like we would end up so that's selfish of me to not consider that but i It'd be hard for me to think that way because I don't really pick up on social cues like I need to. Okay. I can't. So, uh, I just, those are some things that I've been working on over quarantine. That's I've, crazy. And this is actually the first time that we, oh, well, I'd say the second time, but this is the first time that we've actually done an interview face to face. Oh, remember yeah. Remember, we yeah, did yeah, it on yeah, Zoom yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, I was, uh, uh, I seen you at the HMC studio. And yep. man, you you was giving me fucking grief <laughs> on the HMC stream, I, yo, because I was pandemic paranoid mm -hmm. for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I mean, I wasn't vaccinated at the time or yeah. anything, so I had like three masks on. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't around people for hella long. I was in the house, you know. Yeah. But I remember, like, yo, I, I just dipped out, and you was on the stream, like, yo, what 
the fuck A Rock go? Like, <laughs> hey man, that guy was here for thirty seconds, yeah, man. What kind of support like, is that? This like, is supposed to be my brother. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I figured though, like I could tell. I could. Uh, I read it. I read it. Yeah, man. Yo, the 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 pandemic was crazy for me, man. I mean, not. I mean, it was there was a lot of good, you know, but then there was a lot of bad. But there was a lot of learning, you know. And I wanted to make sure that if I went through something like that. Like, I remember day one, I was like, yo, if I'm going to be fucking locked up in the house for like two years or something like that, I, I, we thought yeah. it was going to be six months, yeah. which is fucking wild. Yeah. You know, we thought it was going to be six months, but I was like, turned into two years. oh my God, <laughs> what the but fuck? I, I wanted to make sure that I came back, you know, out of the house as the best version of myself. Yeah. You know, just like how you say and like, you know, how you were working on things during quarantine. There were a lot of things that I was working on, too. And like, you know, being mindful and even how to communicate with people. And just like I think family was like the biggest thing for me oh, man. to really not that I, I, I'd never fully embraced my family, but more so like, you know, when you're in this business, you, you, it's a hamster wheel. Yeah. It just goes, you know, and it goes without you. Yeah. And you never want to miss anything. So like. You know, I was pedal to the metal. I was fucking running 24 hours a day when I lived in L.A. for a long time. But I think like, you know, what I realized when I was at home, you know, with my significant other, with my dogs, you know, or even like coming out here to Vegas at the time before I lived here. Like I was visiting my mother for like, you know, months at a time. Like I never had that. I was always on the road. I was always here in Vegas. I was always out late. I was always on a plane. I was always doing shit that, that didn't allow me to to enjoy the fruits of of family you know what i'm saying so now i get that man like yo it's it, it's crazy that we had to go through all those things and be like in that position in the house yeah to learn such big lessons you know and kind of go oh yo i, I could be better at that oh yo i could spend more time with that person you know yeah. what i mean man so. COVID was crazy it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. God. Um, what else do we have on the horizon for Guap Dad, man? Any? I mean, we 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 don't know if a tour is on the table yet, but I'm sure if the price is right, you, you're gonna go get that bag. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying. Um, but I mean, you got any big collabs? You know, big yeah. businesses like I mean, ventures, like brands. I'm doing a lot of brand stuff this year. Okay. I'm currently Anything uh, we could talk about? Yeah, I'm working on a Diamond Supply collab right now. Shout out nice. Nick Diamond, that's shout our brother right there. Yeah, shout out Nick. That's another Bay Area shout native out. right Come there. Come on, yeah. yeah. So it was only right that we me and him got together and uh I'm working on that. He let me curate a whole collection. I can make anything I want. That's so fire. I'm gonna make some dope shit. I'm it's not gonna be nothing lame. I'm gonna make some real particularly dope shit. On top of that, I've been doing some acting as well. I'm popping out in uh, Issa Rae new show, Rap Shit. I'm on there two, he is. I'm on two episodes. I mean, people people just need to expect the brand to elevate this year. Yeah. I'm just taking it to another level. I love it. I love watching everything that you've been doing too, man. You've definitely you. grown into this. I mean, not. I mean, you've always been a superstar, like you know, to me, you know. And, and I look at everybody that that makes it out of the bay and gets like you know where you're at, like that way. But you, though, you know, there's something special about what you do, and I think that's that resonates with people. It resonates with me more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yo, like, congratulations on all that, and uh, you know, I can't wait to support, like, you know, more things down the line whether it's you know your new collection with nick or like you know your uh your new more records episodes. or whatever more you know like 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 i love watching the growth 
Man, I appreciate you. I love watching your growth too. Come on, man. Yo, look, you know this saying? is crazy, right? <laughs> this is a crazy upgrade, man. Yeah, we went from no. Zoom to this. Come on, you dog. know, it's going up. It's going up. I love it. I love growing with people. And honestly, I was just talking to Sam about this because I ran into AD and the homie, uh, the homie Rock. I like he opened up a studio. Just like people that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, who was like go-getters mm -hmm. who i know was out there just like eating through work you know like it's it's tight to come back and then see the niggas like that on top too i champion for people like that so you wanted Likewise. them people for me dog. i appreciate yeah. you my brother <laughs> i appreciate you um because i know there's a lot of people that are going to see this interview you know we're going to put this up on the youtube and whatnot um, they're going to hear this on the radio, obviously, but for somebody that that has been going through a hard time, because it, it's crazy, unprecedented times still. Yeah. What is something that you could share with them that would allow them to feel like, OK, you know what? I needed to hear that. Yeah. Things are going to be all right. I needed that. Yeah. Um, honestly, man, as a person who then been through the worst of the worst uh my life is hectic i am constantly plagued by a mental disposition that wants me to be careless and forgetful and more depression prone on top of already being afflicted by depression on top of have been suicidal years before on top of being from oakland and being black and all so many people that i know is dead every day Every day that I'm able to still be alive, I can change the narrative for whoever coming after me. I don't really even live for myself as much as I live for my legacy. Mm. If you feel hopeless or anything, you got to remember, I don't care if you're 11 years old. You just made 11 years of memories with people, small or big. That's important. Make more of those. Don't stop it early. Please don't. Uh, hey, Trav, is it, is it all right if we get yeah. another shot? Can oh, yeah. Go? I'm on my way. Just uh, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Travis is the, uh, the engineer uh, that we have here. One of the most amazing people that I've worked with in this business. And uh, yeah, he is incredible <laughs> at what he does. When you see the finished product of this, bro, it is absolutely insane say, uh -oh. say hi to the camera bro come on man <laughs> let people know man we want to make sure i give you your flowers bro all right here we go we're gonna take, take the shot and you're gonna you're gonna be whisked away yep i'm, I'm yeah i don't I'm even know the motherfucker. Pop, so you pop it up just it's straight up put, oh, just put straight up all right put some muscles into it e. for some reason i cannot do this it's like slippery pause oh, big pause oh, right. <laughs> hold on we need to see these chill 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 big pause yo there we go got you brothers All right, my brother. Appreciate you, man. We're gonna do this again. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be uh, what is it? One of those uh, 2020 specials on you. By the time we do this next, you know <laughs> hopefully what I mean? it's a good one. Hopefully it's a good it's one. Always a good one. And they one, don't got man. me on there like the nah. Tindler Swindler. Nah, I, nah. Because <laughs> I mean those. Not. Yeah, those, those years are definitely not 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 here today. It's Tuesday. I think it is. I don't know. We've been a little off on the uh, release schedule, but uh, we're trying to get back at uh, at what we do better. You know what I mean? So E-Rock is in the building. This is the Hotbox Podcast. Um, 
Box Kev, how you feeling? Oh yeah? How's Paris? Paris treat he's in Paris, guys. He's in Paris. So uh you know what? The show must continue. I I'm I'm I just want to say that I apologize for the release schedule being a little off. Sometimes it's been Tuesdays, sometimes it's been Wednesdays, sometimes it's been Thursdays. Um, you know, I just moved into a new house and uh yo, moving is stressful. Moving is very stressful. I didn't know I owned that much shit. I didn't know that. I mean, I actually forgot what I own because I actually went through this uh went through this big ordeal. And I don't know if I talked about it enough, but you know, I bought a house back in June of 2021. And I just got it June 1st of 2022. So it took a year for me to build this house. It was delayed a couple times. It was just complete stress. But we crossed the goal line. I'm in the house. I moved in. I got everything that I've ever, ever cherished in my entire life under one roof. And um, yeah, it's but it's stressful to kind of get it all sorted out. So, hey, we're going to get back to exactly how we were releasing episodes every Tuesday. Hopefully, we start with this one or next week. But once Kev gets back, it'll be a little bit, uh, I don't know, it'll just be better, all right? But check it out. The show must go on. Guap Dad. He's on the show with us today. It's the Hotbox Podcast. Let's get it popping. Come on. <laughs> 